You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove Android Mitch Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now it's here again. I was just saying to Jules Evans, she's here from the Royal British Legion. It comes around so quick, doesn't it? Time flies by. I wonder if it's something to do with age. I don't know. It does. They do say that. They say like years um, pass like every six months when you when you get past a certain age, which would make sense. Uh, it feels like that for me. <laughs> Maybe we cram too much uh, into we our lives. Do cram too much in. We don't. We don't. We don't have enough meat on. But this week and Bromsgrove. What can we say about Bromsgrove and Droitwich as well? Obviously, you here to talk about Bromsgrove, but we got Droitwich as well, and um, all the little villages we'll mention. Um, what the turnout is just. Because you would think, and people do say, oh, I wonder if it's going to dwindle as the veterans get older and pass away and stuff. But in Bromsgrove, it seems to be not only thriving, but increasing every year. We have a great event on Remembrance Sunday, and I'm thrilled to be part of it. And people could just keep coming, people to watch, people to be in the parade. We've had 11 emails this week of people asking, oh, can we have a poppy wreath, please? Where do we pick it up from? It's brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And these are young organisations, scouts, boys' brigade. There is a new troop of girls' brigade in Bromsgrove. And the thing that is foremost on their mind is they want a poppy wreath. That's fantastic news for us. The girls' brigade, I hadn't heard of that myself, and I'm the editor of the local paper, so they'll be there this week, this year, because there's always the, the boys' brigade, isn't there, and all the scouts and stuff, and, and it's, all, it's all really good. Um, yeah, because I spoke to Patrick earlier... Um, God, God, I've, been on, I've been away. When you've been away, it's just like everything stops. You go. Um, I spoke to Pat, Patrick a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying that the um, the deputy lord lieutenant was saying that she couldn't believe that she met the range of ages. I think it was something like um, six months or three months year old baby at the parade and a hundred and five year old veteran. So that is Fantastic. the that's the variety of people who are there. And so we've got the normal um, parade. So it's muster. Let me get the times right. Is it about 10.15 on Sunday? 10.15, 10.30. Yeah. Um, we'll start lining you up, ready to march off at 10.45. And I'm going to touch wood here because it is normally sunny, isn't it? I've checked the weather. I thought you might have this on your mind. Uh, yeah. It's a dry day. It's, it's going to rain day. on Saturday and it's going to be dry all day. It'll probably Sunday. rain all day Saturday. Rain all day Monday, but for that day, the sun always comes out. For one day only. <laughs> one day only. And yeah, I'll hopefully be doing it Facebook Live as well, which gets a good response. It does, um, thank you for that. But it's just, uh, it's just, yeah, just the same many people just walking backwards. It's a new talent I've, uh, I've developed <laughs> over the years. And then, so the service will take place around the... War monument. I have to think about that because Patrick always tells me I've call it a memorial because there's no names on it. Uh, a war monument at Crown Close. Beautiful stone uh, monument, still in beautiful condition. It is. And last year, what struck me about last year, because obviously we had the um, centenary of the end of the First World War last year. Yeah. This year it's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. But last year I remember looking behind... And the crowds went all the way back as far as the bus station. I could not believe I'd never seen that many. So it was a bumper crowd last year, so you're hoping for similar this year? We certainly are. And thankfully for us, the council have agreed to close the road again. So there's no cars travelling past, no danger of um, accidents or anything. So we're thrilled and thank Bromsgrove District Council very much for that. Because there's nothing worse than having the service drowned out with traffic noise and all these people yes. have made the efforts come. 
That's absolutely right. Uh, I know a couple of years ago, a lovely truck driver just went past very, very slowly to slow all the cars down. And then he turned his truck round and came back driving very, very slowly again. Yeah. But thankfully, we've got a road closure again. And I think the council in themselves realise that they have to keep people safe. Yeah, definitely. So we've got the act of remembrance, we've got the service, the act of remembrance. And then, obviously, there's the short um, service up at the church, isn't there, for the there war? And what was the other one? The um, Is it the first war? It might be the first world war. It's in our website store, right? <laughs> uh, so check that. And then, on the evening... We got a poppy concert because last year, I tell you, one of the one of my highlights of the, if not the highlight of the year last year, it was just it was it was hairs on the back of your neck stuff last year, wasn't it? Well, we like to think so, and considering that everyone was local that was on that stage, um, that's what we're going for again this year. And but last year, hundred years, we could drag out all the hundred year old songs, yeah. long way to Tipperary, and the the support from people that there wasn't a dry eye in the house i don't think and there wasn't a spare seat which was fantastic and there was the drum service as well drum head ceremony ceremony that they have at the royal albert hall yeah uh, with the raising of the standards and the lowering and the two minute silence when we we dropped sixty thousand and the poppies i was going to say the poppies to see that the sixty thousand paper poppies falling and it just seemed endless and it was just it yeah. was just crazy, wasn't it? And what there was significance, wasn't there, about this? Was there a significance about the sixty thousand? No. Or was that... it just that you wanted lots of poppies? I wanted lots of poppies. <laughs> we... I thought the number was like significant. No, really. there were sixty thousand paper poppy leaves, oh. but then I'd bought some silk ones to, and they dropped at different times. However, the clear up rate on silk poppy leaves is a lot longer than paper poppy oh, leaves. Right. I'm still getting complaints from our tricks. <laughs> Bless them every time they put a machine on upstairs. Oh, there's another couple of thousand poppy leaves coming down. I'm so sorry. That's good. So when it's Christmas time, you get a snow and poppy mix. You definitely do. That's all good, isn't it? <laughs> I remember there was, a, there was a real ale last year, wasn't there, as well? Didn't you get some there special was. remembrance? Yeah, from Woodcote Manor Brewery. Yeah, I remember enjoying that on when I got back after. Yeah, because it was a manic day. Cause, oh, yeah, there was the beacon lighting yeah. as well that I yeah. managed to fit in. I couldn't do Bromsgrove School as well. It was just too much. Yeah. I know Joe Slade managed it. She did, but she's this, a superstar. She the first half <laughs> of, of, of the uh, thing. And my biggest regret of last year, and I'm so glad it was rectified in the end, was I had a new phone and I tried to film Catherine Taberner, who ended up breaking the um, the decibel record at Artrix with her her version of Rule Britannia. It's the most stunning. It's on, I think it'll be on our remembrance story from last year. We might have to repost that actually. But her stunning performance of Rule Britannia, it was just amazing. It's the best thing I've ever seen musically. And when I got out, because I'd done it Facebook Live, I realised my finger was over the microphone. <laughs> because I didn't know where, really where that, I didn't realise where the microphone was. I mean, it, it's my phone, you can't see. Uh, but the, phone, the microphone is at the top of, of the, I mean, that's a stupid place for a phone. It microphone, is, isn't, isn't it? it? Everything else I love about the phone. But that is ridiculous. Luckily, her husband had done it as well. He has. So we nicked the uh, copy of that, and it is stunning. Catherine Taberner, Royal Britannia, put it in. And have a have a have a watch of that. It's the most stunning thing you'll ever see. And so or, this year, hang on, you see, because this year she's singing it again. Is she? She surely she can't break the record twice. I'm hoping so. So maybe if you keep your finger off the microphone this time, yeah, I, I will. You might get I'll, it. Well, I know where it is now. I know right. where it is. The worst thing is with the microphone is that wouldn't have been the best one to do that for. The best one to do that for would have been the Christmas light switch on, because I don't know if you know oh. this about Facebook, but if if you have um, 
professional music come on your finger that they start going, oh, we're, we're withdrawing that video because you yeah. haven't got the rights to play Slade <laughs> on your on your. Not that you're playing like 15 seconds of it, so I think yeah. it's quite petty, really. But um, you see, that would have been all right. I wouldn't have minded that. In fact, I might do that this year when as soon as Slade comes on because nobody's like listening to the music for the Christmas lights, which I might just mute it like that. That's good. But Catherine Tabernacle, she's worth going just, just to see her. But you've got yeah. loads more on as well. We definitely the have. Town Cryer, is he making an appearance again? Yes, of definitely. Of course he is. He's our compare for the evening <laughs> as well. Um, we, I've had way too many meetings in the pub with him. We, it's now just an excuse. Yeah. We, we plan an event just so that we can have meetings in the pub. Yeah, and you've got to plan them regularly, otherwise obviously it could, it could just spoil out of control. Yeah. Well, the, th- the big deal this time as well, of course, we are celebrating like it's 1944. Yep. So we have a D-Day theme. So we, Glenn Miller, we've got dancers, we've got so much else going on. We've just brought it forward 45 years, uh, 20 years. 20. And uh, we're, we're going to have some fun. Uh, quite sombre to begin with, our very own, we're so proud to have her, from Withal, Betty Webb. Oh, the was a code, code breaker. Yeah. yeah. So she's, she's uh, we've recorded her in advance and uh, she was a Bletchley Park during the war. She worked with Alan Turing, incredibly brilliant lady. She was taken to America by Eisenhower to carry on breaking codes. And we've interviewed her. So rather than put her on the stage and put all the lights on her, we've videoed her in the comfort of her own home. And um, we've got 20 minutes where we all be enthralled by the work that she did. And she'll give us a run through of her time at Bletchley. She's also got books, so we're going to put her in the foyer. She can sign her books. If you've got a copy already, she'll yeah. sign it. And she's bringing some of her memorabilia. This lady is was. This is the reason. She's the reason we won the war. Well, this is it, isn't it? They said without yeah. those code crackers and without those intercepted messages, yeah, we obviously wouldn't have known what the, uh, the no. opposition. And she's ninety six, and she's coming on the evening, so that you get get to meet her. Yeah. Oh, good. So you got Betty, Betty Webb. Yeah. And yeah, from she lives in Withall, I think, doesn't she? Yeah. So yeah, because it's good for us because we can put it ready chambre to go paint. <laughs> uh, she gets more coverage as well. Um, yeah. So that's an amazing. I mean, that's an amazing story. Are you, will you be posting the video after as well, like on your social media and stuff? Because yes. obviously, if there's people who can't come to the concert, they'd probably still like to see that. Yeah. I mean, it all enthralls me. All this. I mean, you know, this and the Dambusters and, and and stuff like that. It's just, it's just incredible. How did that? I mean, people just. I mean, you talk about some people these days who go the extra mile. They they went the extra 100 miles, didn't they? To... All their lives were put on hold to do this. Hmm. And they couldn't tell people. It was They were signed up for 30 years to not tell the secrets. And afterwards, even after the 30 years, Betty said she still didn't know what she could say. Who, who, and plus, she said, well, nobody's really interested, are they? Hmm. And That's the other thing, the modesty as modest, well about everybody. Yeah, so modest. I and just doing my job kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was what I was there to do. Uh, but she's our guest of honour, so she'll be absolutely treated like a queen. And uh, we're really, really pleased to have her joining us on Sunday. That's amazing. And this is why it's so important that we've got to keep it going. I mean, we've got yeah. to remember it's Sunday. Um, I haven't checked with Patrick. Is there anything, there's something going on for Armistice Day on Monday as well? Yes, we'll yeah, be at the Odd the Fellows. Old, yeah, fellows must Memorial. do about quarter to 11 and the, we'll have two minutes silence at 11 o'clock. Excellent. Try and get to that as well. Um, that's all good. So are the tickets left for Sunday? Yes, there are. They are £12 each, available from the Artrix box office. And the we, profits go to the RBL? They good do. Course. It would be fantastic to fill the place up again. Um, the, there is a poppy drop, 
and lots and lots of singing. But we've got a Mr. Churchill will be there with some famous speeches. We're going to tell the journey of D-Day, really. So from two days before, because it, it was due to happen two days before and the weather was bad. So they didn't leave. But King George speech, um, a, a, a journey. Uh, everybody's local again. Everybody's given their time and energy for free. And we can't believe how lucky we are to have such talented people in our area. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. It's just absolutely. So we've got that. And if they can get in touch with, it's artrix.co.uk, 01527 There you go. I know Artrix's number Thank and Aiden Cross. I know all these numbers <laughs> are off by heart. And then we'd love to see as many people as possible, wouldn't we? We certainly would. Uh, it's going to be a nice evening. You have to watch out. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers Dad's Army. Uh, yeah. Walker was a bit of a dodgy type just watch out for a couple of walkers that might be going around. Couple of a couple of spears, just trying to sell you stockings, uh, raffle tickets. That's always useful. Uh, just watch out for them. Uh, they're Do a bit know, dodgy. This is the problem. I always argue this. Um, I don't know if you've heard me tell, tell this story before, but a lot of theatre groups and people putting on shows always forget the front of house. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. forget that bit of the that they, because my view is is. Your theatre experience shouldn't start in the auditorium. Your no. theatre experience should start when you walk through the door. Yeah. All right. Now, Bromsgrove, North Bromsgrove High School, a few years ago, my favourite front of house experience, they were doing Sweeney Todd. And at half-time, when they, during the interval, they were bringing round uh, pork pies. They were selling And I just thought <laughs> that was genius. Do you know what I mean? And it, you just see so much good front of house and it yeah. often gets overlooked. Uh, but we got the pop. So the pop comes at what time does it start? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Free cool. parking in the car park after seven. After seven, yep. Yes. So do that. We still we're still fighting for that. We will we will get our way. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced. And um, and yeah. And hopefully we'll see as many people as possible. Um, we're going to try and we're going to get the um, obviously the uh, reminder of all the services and stuff because we've got services in Bromsgrove. We've got Cats Hill. We've got Rubery as well. Very busy day. I'll be there typing away <laughs> um, before I come to the concert. And um, Joywich as well. So um, we'll have all those details online and in the paper on Friday. So no excuse, really. We want to see as many people as possible. All right. Let's have a look at some other stories now. Um, the owner of the Churchill Garage in Hanbury, Churchill 4x4, has been left counting the cost following um, a series of thefts. We've been having a lot of catalytic converter thefts, which is just ridiculous, isn't it? And, I mean, the police do tell me in Droitwich that they can tell the price of metal by the number of lead thefts or catalytic converter thefts. And wow. it's, it's almost like the thieves kind of watch the market like some kind of stock exchange. It's really weird. It's a shame they can't put those brains to better use. Exactly. I mean, this is the point, isn't it? I mean, these people... I mean, to get into a garage to... Um, angle grind off a uh, catalytic converter actually takes quite skill. Do you, do you know what I once, I'm digressing now, <laughs> I once had my, this is the most shocking thing ever, I had my electric meter stolen. Right. Wow. Um, sorry, not my electric meter, my gas meter, which was even more dangerous. Yeah. I got, I got up one Sunday morning to make a bacon sandwich. I turned the hob on and there was no gas. And then the boiler was flashing up lights I'd never seen before. And I was thinking, this is weird. And I just couldn't work out. So I went to check the meter, see if it was going round. And there was no meter. And somebody literally, thankfully, they turned off the gas. So they knew what they were doing. Yeah, got some uh, Because if they hadn't have turned off the gas, well, that doesn't bear thinking about, does it? But um, that's what I'm saying. So these people, apparently it's quite common because if people have got um, 
what do you call it, uh, payment meters where you have to pay as you go. Oh. If they take off their meter and put yours on, they can obviously bypass it because <laughs> I pay mine like direct debit or whatever. Wow. So, yeah. So, like you say, they've got brains to do that. So they should be putting them to better use. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You would do in this day and age. But, um, yes, so they had some catalytic converters stolen. Then they had a couple of um, Range Rovers stolen. They had a fully restored Austin Maestro stolen as well. That's worth a lot of money, uh, though. Yeah, it, it is It is worth a lot of money. But it's just... Um, they've had all these taken. But then it came to a head on Sunday morning when there was an arson attack and they've lost three Range Rovers now as well. And what they're saying is, is they could claim on their insurance, but then A, the premiums are going to go up, and B, it will get to a point where they'll be labelled uninsurable. And then, and then where do they go? And they've ruined a business then, haven't the they? business as well. These are small businesses... Um, the owner, Jonathan Churchill, said, um, luckily no one was injured. It was only down to the fact that it had been a, a wet weekend that the, that the fire hadn't spread. As a small family business, we're left with substantial costs to repair the damage to vehicles and were unable to continue to claim for fear of high, uh, sky-high premiums and uh, the potential um, scenario of being uninsurable. Um, he's also had a go at the um, police um, not the police officers, they've been out to see them, but he's had to go at the police about the funding for rural crime because he says it's, uh, it needs improving. The police have been out. They're going to work with him. They've already asked him after the previous incidents. They've asked him to update his security. He's done that. And they're now working with him again to see if anything else can be done. But there's only so much you can do if they want them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, just, it's, not, it's not just the, um, the brains, is it? It's the tenacity, isn't it, to, yeah. to, to, to do that. So if anyone's got any information on that, um, call police on 101 or Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 Um Controversial plan to build 505 new homes near Whitford were put on hold as uh, Bromsgrove District Council's planning meeting um, on Thursday. A three-hour meeting. Thankfully, I was in Pontins and Harry <laughs> had to do that one. But uh, <laughs> Poor um, Harry. Yeah, poor old Harry. Um, they... There were so many people there that they screened it on a monitor in another room as well. Um, Whitford Vale Voice obviously have welcomed it, but there's now a massive petition to try and get a Western Bypass, which, George, you'll know, being a long-term Bromsgrove resident, people yeah. have been calling for for 50 years or so. Easily that long. Uh, but where's it going to go? Well, I think the idea would be to for the developers to rain back on their houses the number of houses that they want to build and then put the relief road, incorporate the relief road. So you, if you live in those houses, you've got a relief road on one side of you and the M5 on the other. There is, there that, is that You as would well. really want to buy a house there, there is, wouldn't you? There is that. But then you wouldn't <laughs> want to buy a house where you can't get off your driveway, would you? No. I think the easiest thing, and why they haven't done it a long time ago, is to put an island at the one end of Whitford Road where it meets... Uh, Kidderminster Road, how can you not do that? And then the other end at Fox Lane, how how can that not have happened as well? That two little islands, if they can put one in Aston Fields by the train station and, and people do adhere to them and do follow them, yeah, it would cut down so much trouble. But I, someone told me that the Fox Lane where it meets Worcester Road is the most highly intense area for um, carbon monoxide, uh, car, car yeah. congestion. Yeah. Sorry, the, um, what comes out of cars. That is the biggest place in all of Redditch, Bromsgrove and Droitwich. That's the most... When they've put reading metres in there, that's the worst place. Oh, my God. As a cyclist, that horrifies me. Because yeah. if you were cycling through there... I mean, it's bad enough for me in the mornings. I'm on, on the Bristol Road sometimes and I can feel the, the back of my throat. It's awful. But 
Um, you, you should work in highways as well because uh, some well, of the some of the things that highways suggest really worry me. Like I, I've, I've said at a council meeting before, whether I think it was Whitford Road, they were going to um, block it off to make it like a cul-de-sac, so you go you, you can't go in. You can go in to a certain extent that way and a certain extent that way. And then their solution was to run the traffic through the estate to slow it down as a traffic oh. calming measure. And you're thinking, there's families living in there. Yeah. People are going to be getting up for school runs and, and coming home from school and stuff. And it's just a ridiculous thing. So it's got to be sorted one way or the other. People are calling for a relief road, though. So um, there's a petition there if you want to sign it. Uh, cool. I, yes, as a member of the campaign for Real Ale, we were fighting against um, uh, the Greyhound being Greyhound demolished. Well. But of course now it's been subject to an arson attack and looks so desperately sad there. It's all set really, isn't it? They're, they're not going to be able to bring that no. one back. Well, it's the same with the North Worcestershire Golf Club as well. Yeah. And where else was it? There's, there's been so many buildings that fall victim to arson attacks when they're not properly secured. Yes. Um, it's amazing <laughs> that they were properly secured for 10 years yeah, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're not. When and the, the Manchester Inn as well. Oh, Yes. That was a beautiful pub, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Too many pubs going. Um, it was an election last week. By election, Conservative candidate Kyle Daisley claimed the vacant Bromsgrove South seat uh, Worcester County Council. Um, it was an abysmal um, by election for Labour. Um, he finished on 769, twice as many votes as Brent Henderson, the Labour con- candidate, on 351. She finished fourth. Independent Rachel Jenkins. Um, was second with four three six, and Joshua Robinson, the Liberal Democrat, on three five seven. Um, so he's congratulations to Carl Daisley. He'll be taking up his seat because it was caused that one was left vacant by Chris Bloor, who did an incredible amount of work for Bromsgrove. Um, no, sorry for well for Bromsgrove and for for Worcestershire, and uh, he went off to Canada. Um, so we've got a new councillor there. General election coming up, Jules. Twelve days before Christmas, just what we need, or thirteen days before Christmas. Well, it, I I can't help myself. It's it's made politics interesting. It has made politics and interesting. And I want to put the news on in the morning. I bet your question times, um, viewing figures compared to like four years yeah. ago or something, will be amazing. I do. I I have to get my Brexit daily update. And, yeah, uh, I, I very do often enjoy I only watch all. that bit, and then when they go further afield from uh, the UK, I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, it I'm can go it now. Over then. I'm back to watching uh, something we, on iPlayer. It's just, <laughs> it's just that decision on the evening. Do you want Peston or Coonsberg? And you just got to make a decision. That's that's the biggest decision each night. Uh, no, see, that's a, a decision within a decision. That's too much politics. Prefer? No, it's too much politics. Uh, yeah. I, I can't cope with all that. Well, I can't like, like them both, but I like Robert Peston more because he does my wife's heading because she always moans about how scruffy he is. She goes. <laughs> Let's see if he's combed his hair tonight. She gets real uptight, uptight about it, so it's quite uh, It has gone a bit quiet on the uh, general election front. Uh, obviously, they called it last week, and a story there. Um, we've, I think we've still got... We know, the, uh, we know obviously, um, Sajid's standing. We know Dr Nicholl uh, for the Liberal Democrats is standing. Um, and Labour haven't announced their candidate yet. And we've got the Brexit Party candidate as well. So we know three Mandy out of four. Mandy Childs. Is it Mandy Childs? Yeah. We haven't been told yet. I'm going to have to... Oh, she came to the poppy stall the other day on the high street and gave me her card. And I will give them a call and find out. Yeah. Yeah. I've got her email address if you need it. Cool. (laughs) Excellent. We'll get in touch with Mandy Chance. And good luck to everyone. Obviously, we've got more weeks of campaigning yet. And there's all this stuff about tactical voting. If you vote for this one here and that one there and this one here and that one there, you get a remain vote. 
There's all this kind of stuff going on, isn't there? It's just, it's just mind-blowing, isn't it? Well, I've got the proxy for both of my sons, so I'll be voting three times. That's good. So. There you are. But you must stress, they have made the decision. They have. <laughs> they signed all the forms. They told me what, who to vote for. It's going to be quite interesting. You know this podcast as evidence. <laughs> and sport now. Bromsko Sporting, what a roller coaster season to be oh, a Bromsko Sporting. Up and down, up and down. Oh my <laughs> they, goodness. They lost seven, was it seven, I think they won 8 0, then they lost 7 0, then they won 8 0 at the weekend thanks to Hattrick from Mills, Hattrick from Gregory, goals from Shorrock and, and no, Hattrick from Mills, Hattrick from Taylor, and goals from Gregory and Shorrock. So they won 8 0 on Saturday, and you thought, fantastic. And then last night in the League Cup to Colville, who were in the same division, away, they lost 2 1. They're seventh place in the league, but they are one point off the playoffs and they're four points off second and they've got Peterborough this weekend and Peterborough and Bromsgrove. I think they're away to Peterborough. Peterborough and Bromsgrove are level on points and on goal difference. It couldn't be tighter, but obviously a win could fire Sporting into the playoff places. So good luck to the Rousers this weekend. Draw it with Spar FC. Oh, their, their FA Vars um, run has come to an end. They oh. were the lowest team in the competition left. Uh, they'd never made the first round before, let alone the second. And they're in the second round and they lost to Lye Town, who were several divisions above them. Um, it was a valiant display and they lost 2-1 um, in the dying moments of the game. So they'll be turning their attention back to the league. Um, they're in seventh. Um, Tipton are in ninth. That's their opponents this weekend. But they're seven points off the top with three games in hand. So, uh, wow. so. So I suppose they, they can get, uh, yeah, nine points, can't they, from three games in hand. So they could technically go top, which if they win all the games in hand. But it's better to have points on the board. I'll have to briefly talk to Jules about the rugby, because she's Welsh. And, uh, <sighs> do you, so when Wales go out, do you support England or do no. you support everybody else but England? You, you stay with your country. So, no, I know, uh, but I mean, if Wales aren't involved, so like for the final, who were you supporting in the final? South Africa. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> Claire's got a shocked face. <laughs> That's what the Scottish people say, don't they? The Scottish people say, we've got two teams, Scotland and whoever's facing England. Yeah. That's what they say. All that. If so, you go yeah. to Cardiff on match day and it's any of the Celtic nations, it's a great atmosphere. You get England there and it all changes. And of course, I've got an English accent. Yeah. So... You then get the Welsh looking at you like, why are you wearing red? Well, you know, it's my country, what can I say? And you say, my name's Jules Evans. And then that (laughs) (laughs) No, the rugby was disappointing for Wales. I don't really think that they turned up enough. Hmm. Um, But then to see South Africa carry on and beat England... Yeah, that was that was a bit of a highlight, you know. We we were saying but England did the opposite, didn't they? Because they turned up last weekend yeah. against, the, against New Zealand, and then didn't yeah. turn up on Sunday. Yeah. But if you were a neutral, I suppose the South Africa thing about the first black captain and it unifying the country and everything, I suppose they played a really really we good game. We saved gritty teeth. They played a fantastic game, yeah. and what can no, you they do? Did, they did. They were mate. I, I did. I don't normally watch rugby, but I did get up for the World Cup final. I set my alarm and everything, but they were just breathtaking, and, and they were just they they deserve to win it, and that's all you can say. Yeah, it, uh, the whole of the World Cup this time has just lifted the country. Um, the number of people, okay, people going into pubs at eight o'clock in the morning, but a lot of them were drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, okay, there was beer afterwards. But to see people in a pub at eight o'clock in the morning shouting at the telly and pubs putting on sausage baps and things, it was great. Uh, it was a weird time of day to get up. 
But what a great decision to send it to Japan. And they put on a fantastic event. So. We started the World Cup as well a few years ago. Yeah. Was that, that was Japan, wasn't it? Uh, Japan and South Korea. And uh, that, I remember watching England-Brazil on Bromsgrove High Street before work at 7am <laughs> in the morning in the... Um, uh, one of the pubs in there, and I, I wasn't drinking, obviously, uh, but I was—I felt like drinking after we'd lost two ones to Brazil. But um, the, but yeah, that was that. So no, it's good. It's just it just seems we get. I oh, know no, this won't bother you, Jules, but we get we get so close. Yeah. We had the semi final <laughs> last year in the World Cup, and then we had the Women's World Cup, and we we, we it was a near miss there, and then a near miss now. Bring on the Euros now. The Euros next year in, Is that football? in the football. Oh, interest not, gone. Not that interested. No. <laughs> well. The Euros, because it's a certain... I can't remember what it's for. It's one of the anniversaries or something. Um, but the semi-finals and the final, they're, they're rotating it around the countries for the actual tournament. Uh-huh. So the semi-final and the final are all at Wembley. So if we can get to that level, we'll have two home games for the uh, for the final. But Is that quite so, a big if? I, I if. don't know. If we yeah. play like we did last World Cup, but then uh, in the World Cup, that could be good. Did they lose again in that World Cup? We lost in the semis, didn't we? Too. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, we lost in the semis, which was the best performance since uh, Italian nine. So, so, yeah, but it was so near so far. I just like, I just like the whole, the way the whole nation just feels good at these kind of yeah. things, doesn't it? It just brings a feel good factor. People are easy. People put their hands in their pockets more. It, it boosts the economy. Beer sales, burger sales. You're vegetarian, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that one. Well, you can get everything <laughs> now, can't you? Vegetarian. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've just vegan been sausage some. rolls, vegan yeah. burgers. Yeah. People just buy so much more stuff, and it? it's just really good for good feel good summer. Um, I must end with this. I've been saving this. How good is it to see that poppy wall back on the Bromsgrove Methodists? Oh, the poppy centre. wall was stunning last year, and we thought, you know, how it absolutely brilliant. Year, it cannot it? No, just be no. for one year. And, and they said, oh, we're going to roll it up. What do you think? Do you think it would be okay to put it out next year? And we said, it's D Day. It would be fantastic. And it's caused congestion down the road because of the number of people that stop yeah. their cars and take photographs. Just, I remember being at the Unvalley. Remember it snowed, didn't it? It the did. We had four seasons in no, about half an hour. That was, that was, that was, it was random, though. It was just about like a yeah, rain, half sleep. an hour snow. Yeah. yeah. And then it just stopped. But it was um, an amazing unveiling. To just see that, that wall of red is yep. just incredible. And they've done a lovely job of um, taking the 100 down and the, <laughs> putting the D-Day seven, uh, 75 on there. Yeah, they are just stunning. All the poppies are all handmade by people, members of the congregation and from further afield. Um, just brilliant. And the purple poppies for the animals? Purples for the animals. For the animals who lost their lives in conflict as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And We're the white really, poppies really for peace. Yes, uh, they've hit an awful lot of markers with yeah. that and uh, we're everything. really, really proud to have been there last Saturday. So if you're going open. down on Sunday and you haven't seen it yet, it's an ideal time because you'll be up by Argos at the, at the uh, yeah. top end of the high street. Just get there a bit earlier, go and have a look, have your photo yeah. taken with the, with the yeah. poppy wall or just take the photo and post it on social media. And it's media. not going to rain? No, but it isn't. Yeah. I did worry about that wall when it was uh, when it was right. Yes. You think like, if, like if your jumper gets wet, it's kind of like, a, and that's just a massive wall. And I just thought it might be like stretched. Yeah, in I the was rain. there last year helping to put it up, and I did see the amount of effort that they went to with it. Mm. And there's a very good fireman on a very tall ladder that puts it up and takes it down again. One of the congregation. So um, it reminds me of one of my questions in life: How many cherry pickers are actually used for cherry picking these days? Yeah, I don't know if there's even that many cherries <laughs> left for picking, is there? I did have a beer the other day that was cherry flavoured oh, and really yeah. not, not very good. Yeah, don't stay away from that. Stick to the grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, so we've got the parade on Sunday, just to recap. 10.15 if you must in by Argos. Then you've got the parade moves off at 11. You'll go for poppy stalls in the town centre on Saturday. Friday and Saturday Friday and Saturday this, this week. What yeah. um, have we got, well, got leading the parade? Have we got military vehicles or anything this year? Or, or? Well, it's a surprise. You'll have oh, to come God, down and see it. I'm sorry, I forgot Or watch that. your live after watch, watch the Facebook time. live but do try and get there because it's an amazing atmosphere and it is just one day or two days in the year if you can Monday where we remember so many people who gave so much yes and it's it's important and it may be 75 years since D-Day that it may be that we've lost an awful lot of veterans but there have been many wars since then there is still conflict and we still have sur- serving soldiers all over the country that need support and that's what the Legion carry on doing exactly and I was going to talk to you about your nine forties party, but I know we're going to get we're going to be short on time, <laughs> yeah. and it's a good excuse to get you in maybe early in the new year Brilliant. for another podcast. Thank and you, because we'll, we'll, obviously um, things will be moving on then, and um, we'll be partying like it's nineteen forty four again. Right, that brings us to the end of the news section. Thank you ever so much for joining us, Jules. Thank you, thank you for the invitation. It's always a pleasure. Claire's up now with the entertainment. <laughs> For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. Loads going on this weekend. In fact, so much we can't fit it all in on this podcast. So do check out the full listings in our paper and also on our website. But a few of our favourite things to do starting on Saturday, the 9th of November. Yeoman of the Guards is on at the Norbury Theatre in Droitwich. This is a feast both visually and Orally, not to be missed, they tell us. 7.30pm start there. And this production is from the Worcester, Gilbert and Sullivan Society. And everything about Yeoman, from the grandness of the music to the elaborateness of the plot, is bigger and bolder than any other Gilbert and Sullivan operata. The musical set in the Tower of London, of course, in the 16th century, tells the story of the war hero, Colonel Fairfax. He was unjustly framed, imprisoned and condemned to death for sorcery and plans by Sergeant Merrill and his daughter Phoebe are afoot to free Fairfax disguising him as one of the tower's guardians the famous yeoman of the guard it's a heart-rending story brought to life with the fabulous costumes our the society there is known for tickets range from £7 to £14 and are available by calling the box office which is 01905 770 154 or you can just go to their website norburytheatre.com co.uk also on saturday bonfire night isn't over yet anyone else been to about five this year well here's another one for you it's the annual fantastic barnt green bonfire and firework night 2019 happening at the Bark Green Inn. It's 5pm until 8pm and it's fabulous every year it seems to get bigger and better every year too do try and get yourself along it's great fun is anyone there? Is anyone there? I sometimes feel like that listening to this show. Maybe Nuala Ryan Long can tell me because this fabulous psychic is back in Bromsgrove with her clairvoyance evening. I've been reading and hearing amazing things about Nuala. Hope you get to go along. It's at the Artrix, 7pm. Loads of music also going on all over the place on Saturday evening. We've got Aardvark Stew, live music at the Old Cock Inn in Droitwich, one of my favourite Droitwich pubs. 54 live music, they're going to be at the Westcroft in Droitwich. Fleetwood back, 
needs no explanation, does it? Fleetwood Mac <laughs> tribute band. They're incredible. They're going to be on at the Art Tricks on Saturday night. We've got Dr. Busker. He's going to be at the Stoke Prior Sports and Country Club in Bromsgrove on Saturday. And Crazy Legs live music at the Roosler's Bar in Bromsgrove on Saturday too. Too many to mention. Do check out the listings in the Standard and also our website for the full details. And it's Remembrance Day this Sunday, of course, the 10th of November. Loads going on in all our local churches and villages all over. Obviously, we can't mention everything, but I will give details of the main events in Bromsgrove and Droitwich. You heard about it earlier on the show. The Bromsgrove Remembrance Day Parade and Service starts at the War Memorial. That's the War Memorial on Crown Close. So get there for about 10.15 if you want to catch all the action. Then over in Droitwich, the Droitwich Parade will, will march to the War memorial in victoria square for 10 45 where there'll be a service and the wreath laying then the full traditional service to mark remembrance sunday will be held at st andrew's church around 11 20 on sunday also on sunday there is a christmas craft fair happening at bromsgrove sportings victoria ground great if you're stuck for present ideas for christmas because there's going to be over 20 stalls selling handmade and unique items really great for christmas presents if you're super organized which obviously isn't me but i I want to this year this year i'm going to try and get organized and not leave everything to the last minute but it's all happening there on sunday 11 a.m until 4 p.m Then in the evening, again, you heard all about it earlier on the show, the Bromsgrove Royal British Legion's D-Day celebration happening at the Artrix. They say it's an Albert Hall tribute with local artists, Vintage Class, Kevin Ward, Catherine Tabana, Fairfield, music from Glen Mirror, and also Mr Churchill will make a special appearance for the drumhead ceremony to bring back memories of 1944. 7.30pm start them and booking number from the Artrix is 01527 577 Then on Monday the 11th of November it's Armistice Day obviously there will be an Armistice Day services happening all over do check your local church for details. Then next week on Tuesday the 12th of November it's the Shakespeare Schools Festival happening at the Artrix. This is the world's largest youth drama festival. So for all the details and if you want to be involved, go to shakespeareschools.org forward slash the festival. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. And remember, if you have an event going on, tell us so we can let everyone know in the paper on our website, on all our social media channels. We're on them all, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on this very podcast. Back to you in the studio, Tristan. Thanks, Claire. Loads going on in Bromsgrove, Droitwich and Rubri. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you to Jules Evans for joining us. Please make sure you try and get there on a Sunday for the Remembrance Parade. And then don't forget, there's the uh, the concert, the pop concert. On the evening, still tickets left for that. Last year's, if, it, if, it's, if it's even half as good as last year's, it's going to be... An amazing thing, unmissable, and and just you know, just make sure you get there. I'll be back next week at the um, similar time. Also, if you want daily updates, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, for Bromsgrove Standard and Droitwich Standard. You can email us editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droitwichstandard.co.uk. We've got the websites as well for daily updates. I think we're up to about six or seven updates a day these days. It's manic. It's like having a 24 hour rolling news channel for Bromsgrove and Droitwich. Remember, if you want to get in touch about anything you've heard today, anything that's in the paper, or anything in Bromsgrove, Droitwich, Rubri, Catsill, anywhere that, um, 
that you want to talk about or you want to come on the podcast as well, please do get in touch. All that's left to say is have a good, have a great week and remember to remember. Remember.